The following program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say, let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, yes, we are. And I really hope today is going to be one of those shows where you think, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I listened to that. It, it's making a difference for my family, for my kids, for the way in which I mother. I hope that we touch on some things that nobody else is willing to talk about that can make a difference in your family life, but also your spiritual life and how you view our culture, how you view uh, the way in which our culture is impacting your child or your children, um, what your responsibility is to your kids and to our culture. So we're going to talk about some kind of uncomfortable things, just being honest today, about stuff that we're typically afraid to talk about in the church. And of course, this is Christian radio, but we always go outside the box because we know that, that moms who do not follow Jesus listen to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was one of those moms a long time ago. And so I'm grateful for every mom. And I want to let her know we love them. We love her, rather. And, and that we want to talk about the stuff that maybe keeps her away from God and maybe keeps her kids away from God and what's happening in our culture. So, yay, yay, yay. We have Pastor Thomas in the house today. Hey, you have a fan base. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Is his mic on? My mom. Yeah. You. <laughs> and one strange yeah, yeah. person. There, no, 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 no. My mom, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> My mom likes you. Two moms. Okay, two moms. That's it. <laughs> two moms. <laughs> okay. So, we're going to talk about... I called it the biggest threat to the youth in our culture, to the children in our culture, what they're growing up in. But I also added some things, and you've added some things, about how the church is dealing with some of these threats, how the church is dealing with those who do not like the church, um, how that's impacting our children, and maybe why they're walking away from the church. Mm -hmm. You gave a statistic when I was listening, because I go to your church um, the other day, and just so you know, Pastor Thomas does have a last name. He's Pastor Thomas Fitzpatrick, and he's uh, pastor of a nice, large church on the west side of Denver, West Bowles Community Church. But you said in church something about 4% of our youth. What was the statistic? Yeah, that only four out of every hundred teens today have a biblical worldview. And so it's the lowest it's ever been in American history, and the trend's not getting any better. And, and, and so some people say, well, whoop-de-doo. Mm-hmm. Why, why should I care that they don't have a biblical worldview? But part of it is they haven't even been exposed to it. Yeah. They don't even know that, that God loves them and that Jesus came to save them. They don't even know that, right? Yeah, there's no context at all. Things that we took for granted 20 years ago, maybe even 10 years ago, aren't a part of the equation anymore. And so, you know, we talked before on the show about those three big questions that you ask in life. Where did I come from? Why am I here? Where am I going? Only four only four out of every hundred teens could answer those questions with, with a biblical understanding. You know, yeah, yeah. like I was created, made on purpose for a purpose. I'm here to do good. I'm here to bring light and love to this world. And I have the hope of heaven. I mean, only four could give you that answer. And so then you got all the statistics about depression, right? Suicide rate is skyrocketing. Yeah. All these things that are happening in our culture, well, it's because they don't have answers. They don't have um, you know, solutions to some of life's biggest problems. That's right. And our media culture is not helping. I, I grabbed a very... I'm, I'm anxious to hear song. this. Yeah, a very on. unchristian because because look, I I'm, I do not have perfect children, so they listen to what the culture listens to, and so I'm listening to some of the music, and I make her shut off the stuff that's got a ton of profanity and things. But I listen to the things that my daughter's listening to. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what is happening? She played a song for me and Mike last night. She said it's the number one song in America right now. It's a brat rapper, and he makes sure he says every uh, profanity word, yeah. that he can over and over repeatedly. And I think, okay, <laughs> that's number one. Um, I don't even know what it's saying. Like it doesn't even say anything. It doesn't even speak to me. But 
Um, XXX, uh, XXX, was his name. He's now dead. He was murdered. He talked about his impending death quite a bit. He was a pretty dark guy um, about in in the way he looked at the world. Um, And lovely guy, actually, good looking guy, but he's gone. Avicii used to do the same thing. So I thought, let's grab a song that expresses what our kids are listening to, what's going on in our culture, and and why they may be, you know, more suicidal than Mm -hmm. ever, Mm -hmm. why they may be more violent than ever, Mm -hmm. why they may be on drugs in, in huge ways and vaping, all the stuff they're doing in school now. My husband's a superintendent and a high school principal, and he sees huge increases in stuff kids are doing. So, and I don't want to sound like a prude, okay? So if you think (laughs) Pastor Thomas and I are like prudes, hold on, I've been there years ago. I'm not proud of my college past, but I get it. (laughs) I get what teenagers do and what teenagers like. I get it. I'm not stupid, but I don't know that it's helping them. I don't know why they're suicidal. I don't know why they're depressed. I don't know why they're running away from life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, uh, let's listen to a little bit of uh, this rapper song who's now deceased. XXX Tetension. Okay. So what he's saying um, is he's talking about who am I? Interestingly enough, mm-hmm. that's the beginning mm-hmm. of the song. But then he's talking about suicide, suicide. If you ever try to let go, he's going to commit suicide. Um, he, I'm sad. He wants her to know that he's sad. So his whole life is based on this one person, uh-huh. right? Again, that's something we get screwed up in our culture, that other people become our idols, mm-hmm. whether they're celebrities or boyfriends, they become our idols. So I thought, let's tap into what our kids are facing. And I know you have a real heart mm-hmm. for the fact that we're losing our children, is what you have said. Yeah. Um, so, so why don't you delve into that, what your concern is? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, right? It's Corinthians chapter 1, it says that every one of God's promises are yes in Christ. We think about that. He's made hundreds and hundreds of promises throughout the scripture and says every single one of them is yes. And I, I mean, we could spend hours unpacking that passage and exactly yeah. what it means, but I just love that our God is, is a yes God. Yeah. Like he's known for being a yes God. He says yes. He is all about the yes. And yet, what are his people mostly known for? What is the church mostly known for? <sighs> what is a conservative Christian culture mostly known for? No. Yeah, that's not okay. It's not okay. Stop. You're wrong, right? Kind of a judgmental spirit. And I know there's a lot of churches that are trying to buck that trend and and be very different. But how do you get the the teens to see the church as an expression of God's yes? Oh, that's big. And how do you become the yes in this world? Uh, Because it gets kind of tricky and a little complicated at times, right? We were talking about certain uh, subgroups and and, sexuality and gender issues are a huge topic right now. And for good reason, people are struggling with that, not wondering how they were made, why they were made that way, why are certain longings. What would be the first thing you'd say to most people in that in that conversation? If you were in a church setting or as a Christian, you might just jump into the no. Like it's not it's not biblical, it's not right, God didn't design it that way, blah 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 blah. Could you lead with a yes? Yeah. Even a yes but. Even a yes yeah, is that exactly right. It would be a yes but more. Yes but what about this? Yes but I love you. Let's 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 walk through the options, walk through the consequences. Let's let's talk about all that, that entails. But how do you lead with yes? And I'm not sure a lot of churches today are known for their yes. Yeah. And I get it, because when you say yes, people think you're gonna, you're condoning that lifestyle, you're a champion for that, whatever it might be. No, you're just saying yes to them. I mean how how could the, the sinful woman come to Jesus and, and you know, be rubbing on his feet and, and wiping um, her tears and, on, on, you know, with her hair? That, he and she her, was a prostitute, Yeah, right? yeah, and he let her do it. Yeah. And he didn't say, no, back away or what you're doing. He just, it was almost like a yes was, was in that moment. It was just so beautiful and, and so relational. I just wonder, how can we be a yes to our young people today? Yeah. 
Well, and I think you and I know the statistics. I was looking up media statistics. We've got more, strangely enough, we've got more gun violence in our media than ever before. There's been a rise just from 2012. Despite mm. school shootings, our media is giving more gun violence. There's more lewd talk about sex and, and uh, things like drugs, you know, b- mm-hmm. behavior, so on. That's in our media. We've got a greater rate of suicide, huge rate of suicide huge. now among our young people. We've also got um, huge rates of depression, yeah. and they're tying it to social media because there's all this comparison and competition and put-downs and anonymity in the way in which we can put other people down and it's a re- it's a mess yeah. and 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 uh, the way in which they're expressing themselves sex- sexually I think is is a cry for help and attention and I'm not I know there are people that that, that, that think that Christian conservatives are haters mm-hmm. and we hate anybody who has mm-hmm. a different kind of sexuality we don't get it and we're not saying yes and mm-hmm. we're not loving on them uh, you know obviously there's a biblical view okay so we're just going to say that but then where do we go with a yes how do we love these people despite our disagreements my daughter in her school has uh, a friend who expresses herself sexually with not just one partner, but two partners at the same time. Just mm-hmm. being super graphic there. Mm-hmm. Okay, two partners at the same time. The, the, my daughter has a friend who's going through a sex change, I think in 10th grade. Um, there, there's all kinds of confusion and, and looking for joy and looking for hope, hope and peace. And, and they're not thinking they have the liberty to look for it with God because they see a no God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about that because I think you feel very strongly that parents who are Christians who are listening today and parents who are not Christians but see their kids suffering with depression and higher rates of suicide and drug use and, and the way in which they're expressing themselves sexually, whatever it is, they're looking for, for love mm-hmm. and for joy and for approval and for peace and for hope, all the things they can find in God, mm-hmm. but the God of the church right now doesn't feel like a place they can go. Yeah. So, so what do you say to parents about how we can can address this. And that's true in a lot of places. There are some churches that are that are fantastic at ministering sure, to the marginalized sure. and reaching these subgroups. And I mean, I would think it, it comes down to, okay, so you're saying yes. You're not saying yes necessarily to the action that you see, to the mindset that, that's right there on the front. You're saying yes to something much deeper. And that's what I think parents, moms especially, look look at what's going on deep below the surface. Yes. So what's depression based off of? Well, it's a desire for acceptance. It's a desire, like you said, for love. It's it's a want to be important to want to be um, valued, right? Go deeper than just the likes on Facebook or the, yeah. or the retweets or whatever it is. Go yeah. deeper. It, it's, it's these deep-seated uh, like desires that God, God himself has literally placed in our heart. Yeah. And that gives you an opportunity to say, honey, you are accepted. You are unconditionally loved. Yeah. You have more value than you could even know. But it's not based on X, Y, Z. It's not based on these external things that you've been doing or seeing. And so there's a desire deep within that frustration, that angst, that is of God. And if we can kind of speak to that and tap into that, yeah. now, now you've got something. You've got an you opportunity do. to change them forever. You, you know? do. Someone told me the other day, I mean, we live in such a performance culture, and social media only enhances that and kind of you know, adds to that mess. But to speak to somebody like, you are not your performance. Jenny, even today, we could sit back, let, let's evaluate the radio show, right, and let's right. nitpick it, and let's say, hey, you could have done better here. You, could, you, you should be able to do that because your identity is not in the radio. Your identity is not in how well the show went today. Your identity is as a, a daughter of God, a sister with Christ. I mean, so therefore, go ahead and, and nitpick my performance because I'm not my performance. Right. But our culture doesn't teach you that, right? You are your performance. And so if I nitpick your performance, now I'm attacking your very nature, your very quality of who you are. And you're going to feel so depressed by that. Yeah. So there's opportunities for us. I mean, using media, using the frustrations, the, the, the issues of today, there's opportunities for us to have these really deep conversations. But, but parents especially, you've got to take advantage of that. You've got to go deeper and say yes to the core desire 
and then say, but there's probably a much more godly way to express that desire. Right. I mean, and I think uh, with people wondering, okay, so what's the biggest threat? Well, the biggest threat is what's going on in our culture that's bringing our kids down and making them feel like they have to commit suicide or, or they're stuck in depression or they're reaching out for this drug or that sexuality, whatever it is, because they're not doing well. That's the threat. Um, and the next thing that you're saying is, okay, but they're not finding the answer in the God of the church, some churches, mm-hmm. not all churches. Mm-hmm. So you're saying parents meet them at where they live and be a yes person and say, yes, I embrace you. I know you're going through this. I know you're looking for something. Let's talk about it. Let's go deeper yeah. and see where God can fill yeah. those holes. The other interesting thing, you've, you've got a couple of points for folks today. That's the number one point. The number two point has to do with expressing service, mm-hmm. okay, uh, the, the way that Jesus asked us to. And, and I want you to talk about it because I, I, what I think part of our kids' problem is that they're told it's all about them. So, so their image on Facebook, their likes, the, the way they appear in their sexuality and things like that, that's the ultimate thing for them. They think that's the ultimate reason to be alive. How I am on the radio, ultimate reason to be alive. How my daughter looks mm-hmm. in her jeans, ultimate reason to be alive. <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. Sure. And so we only have two minutes. So at least tease folks with what you think Jesus, how we would overcome that with a, a, a spirit of stewardship. Yeah, well, self-absorption has been a problem since the garden, right? Right. I mean, Eve Amen. wanted it because it just looked good, and she wanted it, man, so she yeah. took it. So yeah. not, not a new thing, not a, not a young next-generation problem. It's, it's a humanity problem. But you're exactly right. Jesus spoke to somehow and in some way when you are serving others, especially the marginalized, the oppressed, those who are without he literally said, you, you're doing that for me. Like, I am in that moment. I am present in, in that service. Yeah. And so I've had students over the years, especially college students, and I would talk to them for days about God. Nothing seemed to stick. Nothing seemed to work. Yeah. We went on a mission trip. Their life was changed forever because they encountered God. They saw God in action. And that's part of the issue with the church today as well. A lot of the young people see it just as a bunch of talking heads, kind of idea groups, uh, country clubs, whatever it might be. They need to see faith in action. Yeah. And it's hard um, to see that outside of a Sunday morning, but you can even get creative. Go serve on a Sunday morning. Come together, pray at the ser- you know, pray at church, and then go into the neighborhood. Right, and they are so ready. They are ready. They are so. I I took a group of kids to uh, feed the homeless um, in, last December, and man, were they on fi- a bunch showed up and they wanted to do it. They engaged the folks who were out on the streets, yeah. and it changed everything for them. It is truly more blessed to give than receive, right. and it can it can literally be a, a cure in some of these aspects to to, to no longer feel suicidal to no longer feel That's bad, right. you know? She just knew what he was just talking about. Just by serving. Yeah. Yes, he did know. We'll be right back with Channel Mom. of the Life Center is simple. Transforming communities, period. Located just south of downtown Littleton, the Life Center meets immediate needs, provides opportunities for development, and shares the hope and truth found only in Jesus. Whether you need help putting food on the table, or reaching your goals by learning English, or finishing your GED, find out more about our services and volunteer opportunities on our website, lifecenterlittleton.org. Here's the deal. Channel Mom is made for 
moms because moms have one of the most important jobs on the planet. We serve you through the media like our radio show and podcast and YouTube channel with helpful interviews and advice. We do outreach from others through churches, speaking events, channel mom coffees, and now in prisons and for moms dealing with homelessness. We'd love to serve you or have you volunteer with us because moms need to be honored. So tell us if you need a speaker or help from our outreach or just want to become a partner to keep Channel Mom thriving for moms at ChannelMom.com. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yes, we are here for you. We've got a, a good conversation going on today that I hope is going to be a blessing to some folks who feel stuck with their kids and mm. feel like their kids are stuck. I first need to do a little bit of business. You know, our friends at the Life Center uh, do so much good for people who are hurting in the community. Single moms, families, folks who are struggling. They also have a mental health support group, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. So I hope that you will look that up. Uh, LifeCenterLittleton.org. Please let them know that Channel Mom is the reason that you have called them or come to them. They also have a phone number, 303-953-7180. If somebody in your family needs a little uh, support, with what they're going through with their mental health, um, I hope that you will look them up, 953-7180-303, area code there, and tell them Channel Mom sent you. Also, our friends at Connect Education, they, they do so much good for struggling learners. I have met so many parents over the years that say, I know my child is smart. I know that they've got so much to give, but they don't learn the way other people do. Well, they get that at Connect Education because Brianna the and the daughter-mother team, Brianna went through learning struggles and was fixed by the techniques they use. So, I hope you'll look them up. I know some of our audience has gone to them and been helped. So connecteducationco.com or 303-680-5551, 303-680-5551. Please look them up and uh, get some help through Life Center Littleton and also through Connect Education. Okay, we're back with Pastor Thomas. Uh, we got to be quick yeah. because it's a short segment, but but I'm going to lay the groundwork and I want I want you to, to make the point I know you got to make. We're just trying to talk about what the threat is to our kids in our culture currently. And, and there's a higher suicide rate. There, there it's going cuckoo right now mm. with kids smoking weed and jeweling and depression, you know, depression yeah. and, and, and violence. I mean, and mm. look at the shooting. Mm. That, that, that guy that, that committed the, well, is accused of committing the, the shooting in California. Something was going on with him. He was still pretty young. Mm. He was still in his 20s. So I wonder what was going on in his teens. Mm. You know what I mean? Now he had PTSD. But so let's talk about, I know you wanted to have a point about how or what's happening to our kids how parents should react, and how our church culture should react. Yeah, yeah. We were talking before about how, how God is a, a yes God, that he, he wants to give life, and he wants to say yes to promises and those kind of things. And um, the church is known as being no. But if you think about this, the world is a no kind of place, right? Yeah. The world's understanding of things is, no, you didn't come from anything significant. It's just random chance, you know, oh, mutation yeah. of cells. Um, no, you're not good enough. That's why I'm going to kind of bash you on social media. No, there's nothing that comes after this life, right? The world is a no-centric place. Yeah. Then the church adds to that by being somewhat no-centric. There's, there's no wonder, no pun intended there, now I'm saying no all the time, I just can't <laughs> get it out of my head, um, right? People are, are frustrated and angsty and depressed and because yeah. where are they going to go for the yes, well, God is the yes God. And so we have a unique opportunity as the church and as believers and, and moms, especially in the home, to be yes folks, to say yes to the desires, yes to their hope, yes to their purpose, yes to meaning, yes to heaven, right? Yes. Yeah. I want, yeah. I want us to be known for our yes. Yeah. And I think the students and the, and the kids these days would just respond so much to that. 
Yeah, I agree. And, and and by the way, yes is an expression of love. Yes is a hug. It's like a mm-hmm. verbal hug. And you're not saying, yes, honey, go Everything's smoke. Everything's great. Yeah, yeah go smoke weed. Want. Go do whatever you want. No, it's more of a, okay, let's look at this. Let's look at the desire you have and why you think weed makes you feel better mm-hmm. or why you think sex makes you feel better. Let's look at it and, and figure out a way to get you there. That's a yes way that's, right. that's going to be healthier for you. That's, that's right. going to be stronger for you. By the way, if you do have a question, we have a little bit of time. You can go to Facebook at Channel Mom and ask Pastor Thomas a question. We're on live. You'll see us there. Uh, I don't know about a call. We could take one call, maybe. 303-873-1935. Okay, so you were on about how, first of all, parents need to be able to go to that place with their kids and being willing to meet them where they're at and not just reject them and say no and say, okay, what is it that you want through this behavior that you're you're following? And then secondly, you said, Jesus had one of the solutions, which is serve. Just go serve. Be a good steward. Love people for me. And that's a fixer. Mm -hmm. That's a fixer. That can bring you out of depression, literally. Mm -hmm. And I know people need drugs as well, but uh, it can bring you out of depression. It can get you over yourself. It can make you feel like you do have a purpose. It can get you past the suicidal tendency. Mm -hmm. I mean, giving to others can do so much good. That's right. But you had some other another point I believe you wanted to make. Well, yeah, I mean, when when it's I-centric, me-centric, when your world just revolves around you, then of course it's going to be so burdensome because you're carrying the weight of the world on your own shoulders because everything's yeah. revolving around you. And so I think that service piece is so important because somehow it gets you to s- have this different perspective to it doesn't really matter, you know, the, the things that, that mattered so much to me before, they don't, they don't matter as yeah. much anymore. And I'm part of something bigger here. And I see value in, in serving. And, and you find gifts and passions and talents you never knew you had when you put yourself out there in those situations. I mean, I remember leaving Mexico a couple times after a mission trip or so, bawling my eyes out, like I'm going to miss these people so much. I mean, our phones didn't work. We didn't have running water. You know, we were like digging trenches and then kicking the soccer ball in the rain in the afternoon. It was, it was nuts. It was the most life-giving moment I may have ever had in my, in my entire life. It was something so special about it. And I think the Lord was saying, it's because you're getting out of your own head. The world no longer revolves around you. You're letting me kind of open your eyes to what is really going on in this moment and who you really are in this moment. There's just so much stuff. So I would say, mamas, if you can get your kids, I mean, go to the local soup kitchen, food pantries, you know, even go help a 5K run, go volunteer, serve, help out somewhere with your kids. And you'll start to see slowly that, uh, that, that things are changing in their spirit. And then I think the media piece is a big one. I mean, obviously we're on media right now, so it can be used for good. But there's statistics that show, I mean, less screen time, more more happiness. Absolutely. And we have to figure out how can we get them away from the screen, more focused on other things, because there are correlations between depression and how long they're watching things or, or posting things or, or whatever, viewing. We've got we to be honest That's about right. That. And too much time on ourself is depressing. That's right. Oh, totally. When I spend too much time by myself, I'm instantly depressed. I'm not <laughs> kidding. Thinking about myself. But, but I love that you said that. I talked about taking the kids out to feed the homeless. And I, I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm saying what happened for the kids. They were some of the happiest bunch of teenagers I've ever seen after they fed the homeless. It yeah. was incredible. We should do that regularly. I, I love... Churches should be all about that. I They're do not providing it. unique and, and very regular service opportunities. You should talk to the leadership because that needs to be something that happens there. Very true. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to say one quick thing. You were talking about screen time. I have heard said, and I don't want to be Pollyanna and I, I don't want to be patronizing, but my friends who've gone on mission trips have said there is more joy in these countries of poverty that have nothing, no screens, no bikes, no cars, no... They they don't have anything to, to rest their hat on and say, look at me. Whereas our culture has all of that, and our parents think our kids need that to be happy. Mm-hmm. Whereas when my missionary friends go to these cultures, they say, you have no idea the joy in some of these poorest countries. Would you agree with that? And maybe sometimes we over-anesthetized our kids with materialism? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I would say sometimes we tend to... Um 
um, highlight or showcase poverty as if it's like the answer to all yeah, problems. Yeah, no, no, no. There's, I don't, I don't mean that. There's selfishness and, and sinfulness in, in impoverished nations as well. And people sure. are struggling with just the same things. But I love that you brought that up because we tend to have this look of like, when they don't have any of it and they're still so happy. Typically, it's because we're going to serve folks who are very faithful in those settings, right? Uh-huh. We're going to countries where people know the Lord, love the Lord, and that is their identity. So it's not that they're in poverty. It's that they're really focused, more often than not, on what's most important. But maybe because, and I really don't want to be patronizing. I really don't, because the, the, the poverty across the world is, is devastating. Mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. But maybe because they don't have any other idols. That's right. So well, they can just look to God. Less options. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's beautiful. So we only have two minutes left. Any last words for the mama out there who's dealing with our culture, which is so divided right now and so hateful and so difficult and so screen-focused, and, and our kids really are facing higher rates of suicide and depression and all these other things. Any last word for a mama out there who doesn't know what to do for her child today? Yeah, I would just say, Mama, just just be just be all about the yes. Just say yes to your kid as often as possible, and not necessarily to the little request throughout the day of "Can I have this candy bar?" or you know, "Can I have the toy at the store?" Not, we're not saying yes there. We're saying a deeper yes to their spirit, to who God made them to be. Yes to the fact that they have a a, a, a place in God's story. Yes that there's the hope of heaven. I was with students on Monday night. A, a student drank himself to death at a, at a, at a local college, and um, you know we were kind of talking about what does that look like and what do we do in this moment. I said, guys. Our God is a God of life. There's a lot more life to come. We don't believe in Jesus just to make ourselves feel good right now. We believe because he conquered death and we're all going to face it. And so don't, don't, don't grieve right now without hope because there is a lot more life to come. And so we just need moms who are speaking life and love and yes into their families. And we need churches who are speaking that into their communities. Yeah. I think a lot of great things would happen. It's great stuff. How do people find you personally? Yeah, you can go on uh, on uh, westbowls.com. You can find my information there. You look me up on Facebook. I'm a, I'm a good-looking bald guy. <laughs> oh, maybe not so good-looking. But, yeah, find me. Give me a call. I'd love to connect. And if you don't know, I don't have a church in the area, uh, let me know. We'll plug you into some guys that are doing tons of service who are saying yes to their community, yeah. some great churches, and they need you and you need them. Okay. God bless you. Thank hey, you for likewise. the great. Mamas, yeah. we love you. We do love Keep you. Keep up the good work. If nobody's thanked you today, Mama, we're here to thank you. Yeah. We know you're raising that next generation. We're counting on you to do it. God bless you for all you do. Right. Have a beautiful weekend. Mm-hmm. Enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio. And if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our Donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.